Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Meir Turin. Mesechas Yevamis has been dedicated in honor of Rabbi Aaron Kaufman, Rosh Yeshivas Ateres Shmuel of Waterbury. Today's daf that we'll be talking about is Hashem is Mesechas Yevamis daf Kuf Vav. Now on daf Kuf Hey on the base, there is a very Yisraelistic sugya towards the very end of the Amid, which has ramifications in our sugya as well, daf Kuf Vav Amid Aleph. Over there, we have learned, and it says in the Mishnah, There's a story with someone did chalitza just between him and the Yavama, the Beis HaSurim in jail. And the story came before Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva paskin that the chalitza is valid. A mystic asks, If it just happened between the two of them, so how do we know about it? Omer of Yehudam are Shmuel, the Edim Rain Aisimimachutz. What happened was that there were Edim who from the outside saw this transpiring, and that's how we know about it. Now there's a tremendous Machaikas Rishainim how to understand the Gemara. The Nemuki Yosef in the Mishnah writes that since the Gemara says we have to be talking about Edim Rain Aisimimachutz, Zakti Nemuki Yosef, the Pshad is because even if they'll come and be made to us that Achalita took place, and they're believed by us. However, it doesn't help anything. Because ain't davar shebe'erva pachas mishnayim. Pashtus, the kavana of the Muki Yosef is, we find two gedorim when it comes to Edom. One Edus we find is called Edus Levure Milsa, where the whole concept of testimony is just to reveal to us a fact, a story that happened. But we find another concept of Edom. Edom Lekume Milsa. Like we know, the halacha is someone who makes a kedushin without Edom, ain't chayish in the kedushin. There is no chashash kedushin. Because the chalais kedushin, in order for kedushin to take effect, the halacha is we need Edom witnessing the action in order for the action to have any validity. And therefore, the Nukiyais of Pashtas is saying, since ain't davishab erva pachis mishnayim, even if we believe them, that will make no difference. Because since the chalitza, happened only between the two of them, not in front of witnesses, therefore the Maisa Chalitza is nothing. And so understands the Ritva in his second Mahalach, how to explain the Dibri HaGemara, that the Kavan of the Gemara is, means to say that a Chalitza needs Eidim L'Kyume Milsa. The Ritva as well points out that according to this, this that the Gemara had said previously, Adaf Kuf Beis Amabeis, that a Yavama that grows up amongst the brothers, amongst Yavamim, the halacha is that she is possible to have Yivam done to her because we're concerned maybe maybe she removed the shoe of one of them. Over there the Kavana must mean that she removed the shoe in front of witnesses because if not, the Chalitza has no validity at all because since it's not done in front of witnesses, there is no Edus Lekume and therefore it is nothing. The Ritva points out, according to this Mahalach, the Lashon HaGemara is a little bit hard to understand. The Gemara asks, well, if the Chalitza happened just between the two of them, Miyadana, how would we know about it? Ritz Kipshute is mashma, that the issue of the Gemara is not that the Chalitza has no validity, but rather, though the Chalitza has validity, but how would we know about this if there's no Edim to relate to us that fact? Zakhtar Ritzvah, according to this explanation, however, we have to say, it's Lab Dafka. 
And the Gemara really means to say, Minayadina, meaning to say, how do we know that this Chalitza has any validity? Meaning to say, since there are no witnesses who saw it, therefore the Chalitza has no validity at all. And the Ritva says we could compare it to someone who says, Girashti as Ishti Aidim, I divorced my wife, not in front of witnesses. Aikid Aidim, or I married a woman, not in front of witnesses, where the Lacha is, Einoi Klum, that has no validity at all. However, Le'idach Gisa, on the other side of the coin, the Ritva himself, in his first shot, learns the Pashtas, that we should read the Divya Gemara Kepshutai. The Gemara's whole issue was that if the Chalitza took place, how would we know about it? There's a Chasar Niyuti over here. Just how would we know that fact? But not because one needs witnesses in order to establish that the Chalitza should have any validity at all. The Ritva says, according to this, even if both of them would be Maida, however, the Gemara's question is to ask that what the Haida is not enough, even though it's Biyadam Lachlites, even though both of them have it within their hands to do a Chalitza now. And we find that the Gemara Bab Basra on the Afkuf Lamedalit on the Bayes teaches us that a husband that says, Girashti is Ishti, he says, I divorced my wife. The Lacha is that he's Neman. However, the Ritva says the Gemara over there comes out. That it's not a full nemanis, it's not a full trust and belief that we have for him, but rather zil chayshla. It's just enough to make the mikanul abah from now on, where chayshish we entertain the fact that perhaps there was a gerushin. However, as Dr. Ritva, the fact that it's biyada is not enough to establish a full nemanis, and that's the Gemara's question. Minayadinan, if the chalisa took place binayla bina, so how will we know about that fact? And on this, the Gemara answers, well, we're talking about when Edom Reine Saimi Bachatz. So it comes out according to this first Mahalach of the Ritva, Chalitza is not considered Bachal Adavish of Arab, which needs Edom Lekume Milsa. And so understands the Rajbe as well. And so understands the Rechaim and his Shat in the Rambam and Hilchas Yibam Chalitza. Now we have to understand, if so, we have a big Machaikis showing them over here on our hands. On the one hand, we have the Muki Yosef and the second shot of the Ritva that holds Chalitza needs Edom Lekume. And on the other hand, we have the Rajba and we have the first shot of the Ritva that they hold Chalitza. No, Chalitza does not need Edom Lekume Milsa. What exactly is the aside of the Machlekes of the hair between them? One could explain one Mahalach, the aside of the Machlekes, whether we need Edom Lekume Milsa by Chalitza or not, based on the aside that Rabbi Chaim says in his Sefer, in Hilchas Yuvah Mechalitza, Perek Dalad Halacha Tezayim. Rav Chaim over there is reflecting on the Rambam, where the Rambam over there paskins that if a Chalitza was done, Beinayla Beina, just between the Yavam and the Yavama, the Rambam says it is Chalitza Tzula, as a status of a Pasula Chalitza. The Lechemishna over there asked, however, on the Rambam, that would seem to contradict what our Gemara says. The Gemara Mosefta's Yavama is enough, Kuf Heyam says, that the case must be talking about Edim Reina Semi Bachutz. And if so, how come the Rambam just brings down the halacha of the Chalitzas, it's a Chalitz of Sula? Lechaira, the Rambam should have had to say, like our Gemara that we're talking about specifically, where there are Edim who saw it happen, Bibachutz. The Lechamishna answers that there are two unique and separate things going on over here. This that the Gemara in Yuvamis says we need to be talking about Edim Reina Semi Bachutz. That's because the Gemara is explaining the Mishnah, which brought down the Rebbe Kiva held that a chalitza that was done, is a regular good chalitza, a chalitza kshera. Even though there was no bezdin, Rebbe Kiva Shita is, that you don't need the bezdin. 
Hashengen, the Ramam is only talking about as far as being a chalitza psula, because the Ramam paskins that a bezin is needed, and as far as being a chalitza psula, as long as the two people tell us that a chalitza happened, that's enough to create an issue of chalitza psula. After B'chaim on the Lecha Mishnah, I don't understand. According to the Namukha Yosef, the Namukha Yosef explained to us that a chalitza that is done not in front of witnesses is nothing, because chalitza needs aid in lekuve milsa. If so, it should not even create a chalitza psula. Reb Chaim has two approaches to answer this. The first answer Reb Chaim says is perhaps since the whole idea of chalitza psula is only a chumr de rabbanon, so the same way that we find that they made this psul even in cases where we derive it's nothing. So who had then even over here the chalitza lacks a basic entity of the chalitza that has to be done in front of Adam because you need Adam with Yumei Milsa. Perhaps even Chai Gavna the Rabbanon came along and made a psul midrabbanon. Then Reb Chaim says a different shot in the Rambam. That Be'emis the Rambam shita is not like the Numuki Yosef. And the Rambam holds the chalitza does not need Bechlal Edis Lekumei Milsa. And for the chalitza to be kasher, the chalitza is kasher even when it's just done Be'inoi Le'ina. And Reb Chaim points out that the truth is that that is Be'emis the Pashtus of the Sugya. The Sugya's question, the Gemara only asks Be'inoi Le'ina Mi'adana. If the chalitza just happened between the two of them, so how would we know about that fact? Which is mashma, that as far as the validity of the chalitza, the emes is kosher, even though it just happened b'nai l'b'na. The whole issue just is minayadina, and how would we know that this happened? Zakhtar of Chaim, therefore the Ramam learned to the Gemara literally, that the Gemara means to say that chalitza really is kosher, even without Adam. And he says, what is the pshat? Though we find that when it comes by a davish erva, we find that Allah is that you need generally Edis Lekume. Dr. Chaim, however, we find an exception to the rule. The Gemara in Ksubis on that test teaches us that when an Eishas Ish is Mizane, she becomes Asatur husband even without Edis Lekume Milsa. Mashenken, we know by Kitten and Kedushan, the din is that without Edim Lekume, Makadish and Megarish Belay Edim Leiklum, who it's nothing. Says Reb Chaim, what indeed is the distinction between the two? Reb Chaim explains in the following way. When it comes to Znus of Eishas Ish, where the Isra that comes about is Memela, therefore over there, the whole idea of testimony is Ivri Sa'adi The whole purpose of the witnesses is just to relay a fact. Masha'enki, when it comes to Gitin and Kedushin, Reb Chaim says, it is not something that just happens on its own, but rather, Gitna Kedushin is the husband creating this chalais, this effect of marriage, and creating this effect of garrison of divorce. And the Issa and Heter is being done through the actions of the man. And therefore, we need Edom Lekume Milsa. He explains further that since Kedushin and garrison happens through the Bailam, therefore there's halacha that we need Das Bailam, we have to have his knowledge on the Maisa Gerishin, the action of Gerishin, and the action of Kedushin. Because since he is the Iser and the Mater, he is the one who's affecting the change over here, making her Aser or making her Mutter, therefore we need the Das of the Bailam, the Das of the one who's in charge over here, who's the Iser and the Mater. Ashenkin of Chaim tells us a tremendous Chiddush when it comes to Chalitza. When it comes to Chalitza, Rav Chaim says, it's not the Pshat that the Yavam is directly severing the connection between him and the Yavama. 
but rather the Yisait of the Yavon, what he's doing by the Chalitza process, is Kavana just to do this action of Chalitza. Once the action is done, that's a din memela midin Torah, that once this action is done, the Torah made a chalais p'tur, the Torah broke now the chain that connects the Yavam and the Yavama. So even though by Gitin and Kedushin as well, obviously he has to go ahead and do the Kedushin with giving him money, or the Gitin, the Gerushin has to be done through the Nesinas Haget, However, over there, the way it's viewed is if the person picks up a sledgehammer and smashes a window. This is the utensil he's using, how to break and break the connection and sever the connection, but he's the one breaking the connection. The Torah, as Mechadish does, that a husband, through giving a get, he has the ability that he himself breaks the connection between him and his wife. However, by Chalitza, it's not the Pshat that the Torah tells us that through doing Chalitza, he has the power to sever that connection. His whole din is just to do an action of chalitza. Once the action of chalitza is done, the Torah now comes along and the Torah breaks the connection between the two of them. Therefore, Rav Chaim says when it comes to chalitza, there is not this special halacha that we need the das bailim to affect the hatter, but rather we just need his kavana on that physical action and now the Torah comes along and says that through this action, the connection is now severed. Chaim says, therefore we understand the same way when it comes to Aishas Ish when she's Mizana, that though she's affecting a change now, but since the site of the change is, it's not her doing that change, but it's just when Aishas Ish is Mizana, so she now becomes Asa to her husband, and over there there's no halacha, you need Edus L'Kiyumei, Huadim Bachalitza as well, you do not need Edus L'Kiyumei Milsa. It comes out from Chaim, a tremendous Chiddush, in the whole understanding of the concept of Edus L'Kiyumei. Rav Chaim is understanding that Edus L'Kiyumei is sort of like notarizing the actions of a husband. That where the husband himself has the ability to be piled, to effect a change, to create a Eishas Ish, or to sever the connection between his wife, over there we need L'Kiyumei Ma'isaf. We need to go ahead and sort of notarize his actions that they should have a validity. Masha'enka and Chalitza, Reb Chaim is saying, is a Chalais HaTayra. The Chalais HaTayra meaning to say that the person is not, does not have the ability himself really to sever the connection. The Torah just says, when you do this action, we come along and we make a Chalais Petor. And therefore, since it's not the Yavim himself who's causing the severance to happen, therefore there is no concept of Eidos L'Kiyumei Milsa. And he says, Huadin, the Rambam, never brings down when it comes to Yibam, the idea of Edus L'Kiyumei. He says, even though through Yibam, one is kind of his wife, one is kind of the Yavama, however, again, it's the same idea. It's considered a Chalais HaTayra, meaning to say, the Yavam just goes through the actions of doing the Yibam, and then the Taira, Isha Hitna Lehman HaShemayim, the Taira then gives him the Yavama as a wife. Mashenkin, when it comes to a regular Kedushin, when he goes ahead and, for example, Bia as well, is one of the Ifane HaKinyin. But that same action, when it comes to Kedushin, works in a different way. The Torah says, through this action, a husband has the Kayach, a man has the Kayach, to create Ishus Beinehem. It comes out according to Rav Chaim, we can explain, that is the Pshat and the Machlekes over here in the Rishonim. The Ritzvah and the Lishnekama and the Rajva that hold that you do not need Edus Lekume Milsa, they hold where Rav Chaim is saying in the Rambam, the Edus Lekume is only where the Eidos is coming to notarize and be Mekayim Amaisa that the person is doing, where he is affecting the Chalais.
However, we can say that the Nemuke Yosef and the second Mahalach of the Ritva argue with this. And they will say that even by Chalitz you need Eidim Lekume Milsa. Either we can say they argue on this point and they hold that the way it works by Chalitz as well is that the person is affecting the change, similar to Gerishin. Or we can say, even if they agree with Reb Chaim, that when it comes to Chalitz the mechanics works differently, but they hold as far as the Din that you need Eidim Lekume Milsa, that is Negea. It applies even in a case where the person is not being piled. Since at the end of the day, this is a Dover Sheba Erva, they hold a Dover Sheba Erva, all his knees as a Chilik of the Chalais, you need Edom as well. Now as far as how come, if so, when it comes to Znus, the Gemara Ksubis and Aftes says, you do not need Edom Lekume Milsa. If they hold that when it comes to a Dover Sheba Erva, even if the person himself is not creating the Chalais, he still need Edom Lekume, one can say there's a big difference between the two. Where there's a Chalais taking place, there's an effect when a person goes ahead and chalitza creates now, breaks a bondage between the two. So therefore you need Eidim accumulate in order to have that take place. Hashem came by Znus, we can say there is no chalais taking place. There is no second step, an effect that happens from the action. It's just the physical act of her living with another man that the Torah says now makes her aser to her husband. But it's not like there's a breaking of a connection that was there between the two, that one would need Adam Lekume Milsa. Now there's another very strong question on the sugya. According to the second Mahalach of the Ritva and the Muka Yosef, that even by Chalit we need Adam Lekume Milsa, asks the Nesivas and Simon Laman Vav Sifkatin Yud, and so asks of Shimon and Shari Yosha Shar Zayin Perakei. We know that when it comes to a Davish of Erva, when you need Adam Lekume, it does not help to have Edom just to see an action. Like the Paskin and Shulchan Aruch and Avon Ezra, Simon Ben Beis, if Gimel, we need that the Balitzvar themselves, those who are engaged in the Kedushin and the Gerishin, they have to see the witnesses as well. And for example, if you have Edom Me'achayri Hageder, Edom hiding behind a fence, or Edom Me'bachutz, the Allah is that those do not suffice as far as Edom's Lekume is concerned. If so, ask the Nesivas and Reb Shimon, we don't understand. How could the Ritzvan Yosef understand that the Edim, when it comes to Chalitza, are Edis Lekume, but our Gemara says that the Edim were Rayim Mibachutz, and it still works. If it's Edis Lekume, the Allah is that the Baldavar needs to be able to see the Edim. The Shariyosha writes that the Ritzvan Mesechus Kedushin Adaf Mem Gimel writes two reasons why is it that when it comes to Edis Lekume, Eide Hatmana does not work. We need to, at the Bali Dvarim, should actually see the Edim. First, Shah and the Ritva is that whenever you have something that the Edim as an integral part of the Maisa, the Ritva's language is, Lechashiv Edis Bidavar Shegufa Davar Tzarech Edis. That is not considered Edis when we're dealing with something that the Gufa Davar, the thing itself, needs the testimony. El Bidavar Shetzarech Edis Shem Shikra where the testimony is just in order that people should not deny the facts. So, Edom mibachutz, Edom meacherah gather, Edom looking from behind a fence, suffices. However, where the testimony is something because the gufa davar tzarech edus, the thing itself needs the edus, in such a case, Edom hiding or being on the outside is not enough. And the Ritva does not explain further what exactly is the logic behind that. Number two, the Ritva explains... That the issue is, if there are Edom not there, the woman could say, 
The only reason why it was quiet and they accepted the Kedushin is because I thought, anyways, no one's watching. Because I thought, anyways, it's just a big joke what you're doing. And therefore, it's considered because we don't know if she really agreed to the Kedushin. The Shariyashu explains, according to the second reason of the Ritzva, that the only reason why Eidei Hatzmana doesn't work is because the woman always could claim, well, I did not accept the L'Shem Kedushin. Over here we can answer our Silya, we could say that though the Eidim were Mibachotz, but they heard them saying specifically that they're doing this L'Shem Chalitza. And therefore, it would be Masha from the Ritva, that in such a case, Eidim Me'achayr Hagada could work, and even by Kedushin such a thing could work. Because the only issue is because of the Chashash, she could claim she didn't see witnesses, and therefore she was not mechavin l'shem kedushin l'shem chalitza. But where she befeirish said and Adam heard him say, "Well, we're doing this l'shem chalitza," so then there would be no issue, even though they mechayr hagada. However, the shariyasher says that according to the first shan of the ritzva, that there's a din whenever you need Adam l'kume milsa, the Adam need to be there and the balidvarim need to see them. So if so, how are these rishonim going to understand the tarets of the gemara? Of Edim Reina Yisayimi Bachot. Shariyashu explains that the Avni Mawuam in Simeon Membeiz explains that the reason why, when it comes to a case of Edis Lekume, that we need that the Balidvarim should see the actual witnesses, is because since the Edim play an integral part of the Chalais, therefore the Mekadesh and the Miskadeshes have to be Mechavan, that they're being Mekadesh in front of Edim in order for it to be valid. Shariyashu explains that the Adam Ulum seems to be saying that since the Edim are being mitzurif, are helping in the Chalais HaKedushin, therefore part of the Kavana of the Mekadesh and the Miskadeshes must be they're doing this action in front of the Edim in order that that should be mitzurif, should be part of the Chalais Kenyan. Based on this, Dr. Shariyashu, there's a big nafkamina between Gitin and Kedushin and Chalitza. By Gitin and Kedushin, we review it that the entire chalais, the whole effect, is happening through the baldavar, through the person going ahead and giving the get or giving the kedushin, and therefore it's dependent upon the ratzit of the baldavar, it's dependent upon his thoughts and his das to create this kedushin. Therefore, there's halacha that since the Adam are playing a part of it, therefore he has to have das that he's doing it in front of them. Mashengen Zotishar Yaisha, very similar to what Rav Chaim said. When it comes to chalitza, by chalitza, the person just needs a kavana on the action of chalitza. But as far as the chalais kinyan of chalitza that takes effect, over there you do not need the ratzin of the baldaver. That takes, goes by itself, that the Torah is a chalitza Torah. And therefore he says this whole concept that we need Adam in front of the balitzvarim is only relevant when it comes to kedushin, mashenkin by chalitza, since anyways... The chalais is not being affected by the baldavar. Therefore, Huadin, he does not need to have das to be doing this action in front of the Edom. The Gemara continues and the Gemara teaches us that a chalitza mutas is kshera. What is considered a chalitza that was done betais under mistaken understanding? Rishlakish says the case is where they tell the Yavim chalitz to chalitza through this you're going to be able to marry her. This is a case of chalitza mutas, for the dinners, the chalitza is still valid. Rabbi Yechonon asked Reish Lakish, I learned that the Allah is, the Allah is that the chalitza is possible until both of them have kavana. So how could you tell me in such a case the chalitza is kosher? 
Or rather, it's up to Rabbi on the case of Chalitza Mutas, that it is a valid Chalitza, is talking about where they tell him, do Chalitza, on condition that we give you 200 Zuz. And like Rashi explains, even though the 200 Zuz at the end of the day is not given to him, Afil Haqi, the Chalitza is considered a Kasher Chalitza. Now, it's before in the Gemara, there's a halacha that when it comes to Chalitza, we need a Kavana, both Mitzah the Yavam and Mitzah the Yavama. The Chacham Tzvid and Tshuvas declares a Shaila, what exactly is the Kavana that we're referring to? Is it a Kavana of Mitzvah, like we find Mitzvah's Trichas Kavana, one performs a Mitzvah, he needs Kavana, or perhaps it's Kavana's Kinyan, like when it comes to being Makna, an object, one has to have Kavana. The Chacham Tzvid comes out that he feels that it's Kavana's Kinyan. The Ktsais, however, in Simon Reisha, in Hesif Katan Dalit, is Mashma, that he is knighted to the Tzad, that it's Kavanas Mitzvah. Comes along Reb Shimon in Shari Yosha, in Shari Zayin, Vav, and he says he feels that it's roughly to say that one needs Kavanas Mitzvah. He says, because after all, if one looks in the Torah, in Simon Kuf Samartes, the Torah writes on this Allah, Tzar Sheikhav Nushneem, what is the Kavana? They both have to have kavanah that with this action she's becoming mutter to a czar. Zakir Shimon, if the kavanah that we're talking about is kavanah's mitzvah, like you find by mitzvah's trichas kavanah, over there the kavanah is that one is mechavan to mechayin the mitzvah Hashem through this action. But from the fact that the Torah says that the kavanah is just that this action is going to make her mutter is mashma, that the Indian of kavanah over here is a different Indian. The Indian of Kavana, Zakti Shari Yaisher, is not a regular Kavana's Kenyan, and is not a Kavana's Mitzvah, but rather the Kavana over here is in order that the action should be considered an action of Chalitza HaMataris. And he says, without them having in mind and knowing that through this action she's becoming Mutter, so it's dumb like taking off a shoe. It is not considered a Chalitza HaMataris. He says, as far as having a Machshav and a Ratzin, that through this, they want to take off the zika, like they one needs one of my machshavas gerishin. That is not necessary. And he says, and it comes and it comes out according to his yisaid that we see the Indian of chalitza is not that the person himself, the yavam and the yavama, is causing the heter, but rather it's a din shamayim because you see it's not dependent upon his ratzin and his das. As long as they know with this action she is becoming mutter, even though if that's not their ratzin, it's not their das, it makes no difference. The emphasis is a little bit mashma like Rav Shimon is saying from the Esam Gemara. The Gemara first thought that Chalitza Mutas means Chalitza Vata Kainza. Rishwakish understood it to mean that they tell him do Chalitza and through this Chalitza you're going to be getting married to her. And on that the Gemara asks, wait, there's a lacha that one needs Kavana. And this is a stira to the lacha of Kavana. Now, according to the Ktsaisa Chayshen, that the Kavana that one needs by Chalitza is you're doing a L'Shem Mitzvah. So what's the stira? What's the contradiction? Enochanan is a din, they have to mecham, they're doing a mitzvah with this procedure. But at the same time, why is that a stira to chalitza? So he thinks he's going to get, be able to get married after doing chalitza. But he's still being mecham, this action is l'shem mitzvah. From here we mash from the way of Shimon saying, which in the Duyuk in the Tor, that the kavana chalitza gufa is that with this action, she's going to become mutaris lazar. And since what they're telling him is chalitza v'kachata kainza, that no, through this chalitza, you're going to become mutter to her. So therefore, that is a stereo to the kavana that is necessary by the maise chalitza.
The Gemara comes out, the Chalitza Mutas, which is kosher, is talking about Chahigavna, a case where they tell the Yavam Chalitza, do Chalitza to the Yavam Almanash, at Titan on condition that she pays you 200 Zuz. And the din is that it is kosher, even though Lubisayf at the end, she does not end up giving the Messiah Zuz. The Tamadava Rashi learns because it's Mephorish in the Gemara Mesech, the Suvis, on the Afayim Daladam and Aleph. That all Tanayim are learnt out from the parish of Bnei God or Bnei Ruvain, and therefore everything needs to be comparable to there. And just like over there by the Tanai Bnei God or Bnei Ruvain, it was Al Yedei Shlichos, that the Chalukah Sa'aras eventually would be done through the Shliach of Meisher Rabbeinu. He made the Tanai with the Bnei God or Bnei Ruvain, but the actual Chalukah would be through the Shliach Yeshua. Therefore, only Chai Gavna, something which is Shaykh Vishlichos, is there Shaykh the parish of Tanoim? Chalitza, which is not Shaykh Beshlichus, because the Yavam, the man, cannot make a Shliach, who Abdin, there is no Tanai that could be done as well by Chalitza. Now, why indeed is the halacha that by Chalitza it is not possible for the Yavam to make a Shliach? The rush over here in Mitzvah Chalitza in Simon Tesvav writes, because since the Torah says, that the shoe should be removed from upon his foot, therefore, it is not possible to make a shliach. The Kaivet Sa'aris in Simen Ayinvav, Sifkatan Tezayin, is very bothered by the Divrei Arash. He writes, His words are like locked up and hidden. What exactly is the Kavan of the Rush? Mabakach, why was the big deal? The fact just because it says, Why is that a reason that he cannot make a shliach? The Berchaz Avram wants to explain that the Pshat in the Rush is that the Rush goes Lushitasai. The Rush in Mesech Nisidarim on Daf Ayin Beis on Beis teaches us that since the Shmi of a nether, the listening of a nether, is a Mididim and Mela, Therefore, it is not Shayach Shlichus when it comes to listening to another. The Hainu Shlichus, the concept of Shlichus, we only find by a Maisa, when there's an action involved, and not in a situation where the person is just being passive. And since when it comes to listening to another, it's not considered a Maisa, an action being done, it's just the passiveness of having, just hearing the nether. the that's the rush means here as well. Since Mitzad the Yava Mechalta Nalami Al Ragli, the shoe must be removed from his foot. It's a medium mela, there's no action involved. The shoe just has to be removed from his foot. So on such a thing it does not pass Shlichus. Now as far as Arashi said, Arashi says that since by Khalitsa there is no Shlichus, therefore there is no Tanai, and therefore even if the two hundred Zuz is not given, still the Khalitsa is valid. One has to explain this further, because the MS is Taisus Musafis Ksuvis on Daf Aindaladam and Aleph asks a very strong kash on this. Zaktaisis, we know we don't just learn out everything that everything has to be similar to Benegadu Bneruvain. We only learn out from Benegadu Bneruvain things that have a svara behind it. Zaktaisis, the greatest riot to this is we don't say that the same way that by Benigadu Ruvain the Tanai was had to do with the giving of Karka, and therefore Tanayim only applies to cases of the Sinas Karka. But rather, we only learn out things that have a Pshat, have a Svar behind it. If so, ask Taisvis, what is the Svar that only something which is Isa Bishlichas is Isa B'Tanai? 
Taisa explains high the time, and this is the reason. The Hayoba Maisa, Kolkach Biyadai, Shiyachle Kaimai, Aide Shaliach, Svaru Shiyayyek Moikem Biyadai, Lishavia Bay tonight. So Taisa's the Svar goes like this. Davka is something which is so much in the hands of the person, he's even able to give it over to a shliach to perform for him. There's a svar behind that, that Huadin, he has a kayach, he's considered the full bailam on this action, that he can make a tanai in this action. Ashenkin Taisus explains, Chalitza, she'em v'yad l'kaim like shliach, since by Chalitza he cannot do it through a shliach, Therefore, it is also not considered kolkach in his hand to place a tanai in the chalitza. And therefore, even if the tanai does not work out, still the ma'isa chalitza is still kayim. It's interesting to note, however, that it comes out from Tysus' understanding, most of the lace of Ishlichus lace of tanai comes from the fact that it's a simon. If a person does not have the ability to make a shaliach, that is a riot to us. Obviously, is not the full bilam on this maisa. It's not kolkach biyaday. And therefore, he does not have the capacity, the ability to place a tanai in the maisa. However, from the words of Rabbeinu Azriel in Mesechtes Nazar, brought down in the Shittim Kubetis and Daf Yud Aleph Amabez, we have another way to understand why Mulsa the lace of Mishlichus lace of tanai, a reverse understanding. Zakra Bainu is real. The Hakhle Shaykhmi Bay Tnai the Fshay de Shlach Tnai the Nagad of Rubain. Zak there Dafka Gabi Maisa be a Dayim who when do we have this concept of Milsa de Lesa Bishlichas Lesa Bitnai? That's Dafka when the action is being done be a Dayim by the person who going Kinin Khalitza get Kedushin Kayitzaben. He says over there Hasam Vadai Im Iashulikaim Ay the Akhir Ali the Atsumai since he is not able to mekayim it through someone else, only through, we need the person himself to do it. Titus says, therefore, all of ha the ma'isa is considered a very strong action. We need the owner himself, we need the bailam himself to perform this act. So obviously this act is a very powerful act. Therefore, I feel, lainis kayim ha-tanai, lainis ha Therefore, Chai Gavna, even if the Tanai is not Niskayim, the Maisa is not Nisbata. When it's a Milsa, the Isa Bishlichos. So that proves to us that this action is not such a powerful action. It can even be delegated to someone else. So over there, if the Tanai is not Niskayim, it has the ability to knock out the Maisa. Mashenkin, Zakh Rabbeinu Azriel, reverse Svara. If it can't be given over to a shliach, that's a simon that this mice obviously is a very powerful mice, so we need the baldavar himself to perform it. And because of that very same reason, even if the t'nai is not in the sky aim, the t'nai does not have the ability to mevatel such a strong mice. The Gemara further tells us that Bas Chamud, the Rapapa, the daughter of the family of Rapapa, Nafalifna Yavim Shein Haganla, fell to Yibum in front of a Yavim who was not appropriate for her. He said, he told the man, do chalitza, and through that, you'll marry her. Don't you agree with that which Rabbi Yochanan had taught? That Rabbi Yochanan said, chalitza is not considered a valid chalitza. So Abayi said, what should we tell him to do? 
Tell him to do chalitza on condition that he gives 200 zuz. Lebasa the chalitza, the Gemara tells us after this fellow did chalitza, Omar lezil havle, Abai then turned to the woman and he said, Now give the fellow the money that you owe him. Rashi explains, because you accept it upon yourself that if he'll perform chalitza, you'll pay him for it. And Tarashi explains, though the chalitza will not become possible if the money is not given, because like we explained previously, it's milsa delaysa b'shlichas leysa b'tnai, but still there's an obligation to go ahead and pay the money. Midina kishar schiris ta'almat. Not any worse when someone is hired for a job, where he does the job, he's obligated to go ahead and pay the fellow. Memela Abayi was telling this Yavama, you have to go ahead and pay him. The Gemara says that Omar lay Rav Papa, Rav Papa said back to him, There is no obligation in this case because he just played a game with him. didn't we learn similarly how he shayot by Reachman Beis Hasur, and if someone was freeing prison, running away, and there was right in front of them the ferryman, but Amalei told dinner of Avirani, take a whole dinner and take me across in Leilashari. He does not get the full dinner. He's only paid the amount it normally costs. Alma Amalei Meshatani Bach. You see this concept, he could say, I was just playing around with you. Hachanami over here as well, Meshatani Bach. And since over here the fellow is obligated to do the Chalitza, therefore you could say Meshatani Bach, and she is not obligated to pay. Now it comes out from our Gemara that the Iker Taina of Rav Papa on Abayi was that since over here there's an obligation for the Yavim to perform the Chalitza, therefore we cannot compare it to a regular case of Schiris da Alma. But barring that Svara, Abayi was right that since at the end of the day this person went ahead and did Chalitza based on what she said, and she said that she would pay 200 Zuz, if not for the fact that he anyways had obligation to do it, she would be mechiv to give him 200 zuz. And in fact, from here, the Avni Meluim in Simen Chavtes, Sifkatin Yudalad, takes it out from here, Yisoy Gadol, when it comes in Hilchus Tenoim, Mekach, Kedushin, and Gitin, that any time we have a chesarn in the Tnai, the Tnai She'enai Kafel, Eina Chanami, the Tnai in such a case does not have the ability to Mavatl the Chalais. However, if the Tnai was the person, if I'm a Kaddish, you'll give 200 dollars, so that still a person still is mechiv to give the two hundred dollars mitzad hilchas chiras because that was the upmach that's what they decided between the two that with this ma'isa there will be an obligation a return of two hundred zuz. However, the nesivus hamishpat in simen chavtes if katan yud takes issue with the mahalach of the avni miluim and he says they don't find in any paisik such a thing. That where the Tanai is battled, there still is an obligation to give the money, mitzad, schirus. He says, Avada calls man, there is no Tanai done, kemish is considered betume mili ba'alma, just talking. And he says, Look what I wrote in Tyrus Gittin. In Tyrus Gittin, he explains further in Simon Kufbem Gemos of Katar Aleph. And he says, Bishlaim, when it comes to Chalitza, since by Chalitza it's not possible to make a Tanai. So if so, when they went ahead and said, do the chalitza, but tonight, that they give you $200, the kavana is not that if the $200 is not given, the chalitza will become batal, because that's impossible. So Baal Karkov, the way we understand what she was saying was, I become a chalif to pay you 200 zuz for the actual action of chalitza. Mashenki, when it comes to a get where tonight does work, 
If so, since they went ahead and made this Tanai, and the Tanai was Misbatel, the Hechatesi to now switch it around and say there was also Hezchaivis involved. If it works as a Tanai, it works as a Tanai. If it won't work as a Tanai, then the whole thing is Batel. Masha'enke in Zakhtin Nesivis is only a special svar the Gemara is saying by Chalitza. Since by Chalitza, Tanayim don't work, so we understand what she meant to say was that should be Hezchaivis. Ramosha Feinstein takes out from our Gemara a very fascinating Psaq Halacha found in Igris Moshe Chaysha Mishpat Chelek Aleph Simen Lamed Zayin. The story over there seemed to have been that there was a teacher in a school and they told the teacher that they'll leave the school without making a big deal and bringing them to Bezdin so they'll go ahead and pay him for all his Haitzois, everything that it cost for him to transfer all his belongings to the new place. But there was no Kenyan made, and now the school wants to go back and wants to say, well, there was no Kenyan made, and therefore we're not going to pay. Zotra Maisha, based on our Gemara, we see that a person can't say such a thing. You can't say, Mishat Anibach, I was just playing a game with you. Because we find by Chalitza, when there was a Tnail, Menashe Tilim Zuz, the only reason why Rav Papa says it doesn't apply is because since by Chalitza, the person anyways is obligated to do a Bechinam for free. And therefore there's no Ischaivis. But without that Svara, the fact that they made up something and now someone does something based on what they made up, like Rashi explains, that was Abayi's Svara. That it should be like any time that a deal is made up. And a person does something based on the understanding and what they made up between each other, that there is an obligation to go ahead and pay that money. It's interesting to note, however, as far as the big machlekes we have between the Nesivis and the Avni Miluim, when it comes to a regular Tanai, does it automatically, even if the Tanai is bottled, does it transform into a Chi of Schiras, where the Nesivis held that no, by a regular Tanai we do not say this, the Emes and the Ritva over here is Mamish Mufurish, like the words of the Nesivis. The Ritva speaks out, Perish Ink Naketnai the Alma, Shamaisa Talibahem. This is different than every Tanai that we find, where over there the Maises depend upon the Tanai, the Hasim and Malayratzel, Kaim Tanai, or Shus Biyadavia Maisa Batal. Over there, if it does not even Kaim the Tanai, that's up to him, and the Maise will be Batal. Avul Hacha Sheena Maise Talibatanai. When it comes to the chalitza, since this maisa is not tali in any t'nai, because the maisa is going to be valid no matter what, therefore, and only because of this, do we view the t'nai as being masna b'schiris. Mephorish in the ritva, like the mahalach of the nesivas. Now, there's a very fascinating ritva in this sugya. Rashi had explained in the Gemara that the reason why over here it's not considered like a regular schirus is because over here the person was obligated anyways to go ahead and give her a chalitza. And who I did in the Ritva seems to understand that that very same svar applies by the case of the Mavar, so the person was running, trying to escape the jail, and he go ahead and asked the person to cross him using the ferry boat. Over there as well, the person was obligated to help him out. However, the Ritva feels that that's not enough. One has to add a little bit more, that generally that by itself would not be a reason to say that since at the end of the day they made up a deal to pay a certain amount of money, that would not absolve the person from that obligation. Rather, the Ritva adds, and he says, we have to be mysif, that since over here in both cases the person 
was in a Aynas, he was being forced into this whole situation, like in the case of the Chalitza, this woman, this was a Yavim She'enai Hagunla, and by the case of the Mavirus, he was stuck, he needed to get across the river. Therefore, Zakta Ritva Yusayid, a Psika that comes about because of a Aynas, is not considered a proper Psika. And the Ritva applies this as well, that in the case where you have someone who is very sick and he goes to the pharmacist, and the pharmacist knows he's very sick, and therefore he charges him a tremendous amount of money, and he agrees to him, the is, he's only obligated to pay for the actual value of the medicine. And so too the Ritva says, if someone goes to a top-notch doctor, and the person knows he's desperate to get into him, and therefore he charges him an exorbitant amount of money. Zakta Ritzvot considered a psika ba'inis, and the person is not obligated to pay. However, the Ritzvot says there are those who argue with him, and they hold that even though by the case of medicine, they'll agree that over there it's a psika ba'inis, and it's considered more than the value. However, someone who makes a, a psika with a raife, that the raife should use his wisdom to heal him, over there the ritzvah says, wisdom one cannot put a price tag on, and therefore he's obligated to pay no matter how much the charge was. However, the ritzvah takes issue with this because the ritzvah says that granted wisdom is something that you cannot put a price tag on, but as far as that is concerned, the doctor is mechayiv to give him that wisdom because it's not any worse than avedas gufay. With Allah is the same way you have to return a person's lost object. So there's a mitzvah from the raife to return the person's health to himself. And as long as he gets paid like a worker, that's enough. And he cannot charge more money than that. I believe I once saw a fascinating question from Rebitzel Zilberstein with a chassan who was the day of his chassan and he needed a haircut. And he came into the barber shop. And the fellow said, oh, he figured he's a chas and he could charge him a tremendous amount of money. The guy is desperate. And he charged him a tremendous amount of money for the haircut. And afterwards, I believe he used this ritva that he said the person at the end of the day only has to pay the amount that was necessary. Because the ritva says that where a psika was ba'inas, he was forced into it. He had no choice. Over there, the psika is not considered a proper psika, and he only has to pay the barber what his real value is. The Mishnah tells us the procedure of Chalisa, what happens when they come, him and the Yavama, to come into Bezdin. The Mishnah details the procedure, and then it says, V'nikr Shemaybi Yisrael Beis Chalutz Hanal. The Pasuk says that his name is called in Klai Yisrael Beis Chalutz Hanal. The Mishnah brings down a Machlaik as Tutanayim, Mitzvah B'dayanim, V'loi Mitzvah B'talmidim. According to the Tanakhama, the Mitzvah is it, the Dayanim, go ahead and call out Chalutz Hanal, Chalutz Hanal. However, the students do not call it out. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Mitzvah al Koha Aimdim Shamloimar, Chalait Hanal. It is actually a mitzvah on everyone who's there to go ahead and say Chalait Hanal, and that's what it says in the Gemara as well. Tanya Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Pamachas, Yinu Yoshu, Lifne Rabbi Tarfin. One time we were sitting in front of Rabbi Tarfin, Ubas Yavama Lachlait, and Yavama came to do Chalitza, Amar Lan, when he told us, Anu kulchem, all of you answer, chalait sanal, chalait sanal, chalait sanal. And in fact, my shver told me that he once was at a chalitza procedure by Ramay Shabik, and indeed afterwards he told everyone in the crowd to say together, chalait sanal, chalait sanal, chalait sanal. Now the Aruch brings down a very stark question that Taisis Yantav quotes, B'Shem the Gur Aryeh. Ask the Gur Aryeh, the language of the Pasuk is, V'nikr Shmai B'Yisrael, 
base chalutz hanal. If so, how can we find that all they say is chalutz hanal, chalutz hanal? Lachira, they should say the entire phrase of base chalutz hanal. Answers the Arachaner. Perhaps we can say based on the Gemara earlier in Yevamis on Daf Mem The Gemara earlier says based chalutz hanal. From there we learn at halacha hakasud kare beisai. We see that even after a chalitza is done, the one who got the chalitza, the Yavama, is referred to as his house. So we see that bias is a reference to the Yavama. Now even though the Gemara over there is saying in Aliba Derbi Akiva, Zaktar Thunar, the Tanakhama does not argue on that. He just holds that it does not become Kebese Mamish, that there should be an Isra Minatayra of him having, getting married to her relatives. But still he agrees that the word bias does not go on the Yavam, but it goes on the Yavama. If so, he says, V'nikra Shemai B'Yisrael, his name is called, he says, obviously it has to be that she is called bias. We have to split the Pasuk. V'nikra Shemai B'Yisrael, bias is what she is called, but if he is called, it's Chalai Tanal, that the shoe, the one whose shoe was taken off. If so, and they go ahead and they read, and they say, Chalai Tanal, Chalai Tanal, since they're talking about him, Vinikr Shemai, therefore it's referred to as just Chalaitanal, Chalaitanal. The Gemara teaches us Abai says the one who's helping the Isha go ahead and read the words when it comes to the Chalitza procedure must take care that when she says, Loi Avayavmi, this fellow does not want to do Yibam with me, he must take care not to read it separately as Loi. And then avayavmi, because that would give off the connotation that avayavmi, he wants to do yibum to me. Rather, these three words must be read together without any break. Loi avayavmi, he refuses to do yibum to me. And who I didn't, when he goes ahead and he helps the man read the psukin, he should not read loi by itself and chafatsti lakachta, I want to take her, but rather he must read it all together. I do not want to take her. I do not want to marry her. Rava, however, argues with Abaye, and Rava says, Question if regards Asuke Milsahi, the less Lanba, or Asuke Milsa. What the site is, Rava is saying that since it is all coming to complete, he's completing his words, even though he starts on saying Loi and then he finishes but since he's completing the original word that he said, we understand it as one thing, like and therefore one need not be concerned with Abai. What Abai feels is an issue. As Taisa, a very strong question. We have a Gemara in Luv HaGazel, in Mesechta Sukkah Daf Lamed Ches Amabez, where Rava himself says, Inish Barach when someone is saying in Hallel the words Baruch Hashem, blessed is the one who comes in the name of Hashem, he should not split up the two and say Baruch pause, and then say B'Shem Hashem in the name of Hashem. Why? Because it's if saying B'Shem Hashem, the name of Hashem in vain, saying it by itself. Therefore, one must ensure to say it all together Baruch Hashem. Blessed is the one who comes. B'Shem Hashem. And over there, Rav Safra says, Afsuke Mulsi, V'Les Lamba. You're just finishing up the original words, the original thought, what you were saying, and therefore, Les Lamba, there is no issue over here. So it seems that Rava is a direct stira. Minei Rava over here is the one who says that there's no concern to go ahead and read it as 
loich, and then chafatz to lekachta, because Afsuke Milsi, you're just finishing up what you're saying. Yet Rav himself says it is an issue over there in Masech the Sukkah, that one cannot say Baruch Haba, and only afterwards B'Shem Hashem. Tysus gives two answers. One answer is, well, our sugya over here comes after the sugya Masech the Sukkah. And after Rav Safra told Rava that no, there is no issue, granted Rava originally thought there would be an issue to say Baruch Haba and then say B'Shem Hashem, but once Rav Safra told him that no, Afsuke Milsi V'Les Lamba, Rava agreed with Rav Safra's logic, and therefore Rava over here says as well, there is no concern. Or perhaps Tysus says, I Shema Yesh Lechalik. Perhaps we can draw a distinction between the two sugyas, the sugya and the Sechte Sukkah, and the sugya in Yavamis. But Taisa does not tell us what exactly is the nafkamina, what distinction does he have in mind. Zaktar al he feels, Pshan Taisa is like this. That Taisa is saying, perhaps there's a nafkamina when we're talking about the name of Hashem. That over there, Rav is machmir, not to break up the two, Baruch Abba, then say a hafsik and then do b'shem Hashem, because since you're dealing with saying the name of Hashem, that's a very chomertika thing. That's a very serious thing that it shouldn't seem as if you're saying the name of Hashem of Atala in vain for no reason. And there Rav says a person should not say Baruch Haba, stop and then say B'Shem Hashem. Mashenkin in our sugya, where it's just a question of Mashmois, does it sound like you're saying Lai Avayami? Does it sound like you're saying Lai Chafatzdilakachta? On that Rav says it's enough the fact that we know you're finishing up what you're saying, now we understand the whole phrase as one, that's good enough. There is no concern. Dafka over there in Masech the Sukkot is in of Kvayit Shemaim Zatar That's what Taisus means to say that Shema Yishlechalik. The Chachmas Monoyach wants to offer another explanation of the Shema Yishlechalik of Taisus. What is the Nafkamina between the Sugi and Sukkah and the Sugi over here in Yavamis? He wants to say that over here, since everyone's here to perform the Chalitza procedure, so it's Muchach Mineu it is obvious that when the person is saying Loi, Chafatzti Lekachta, he's not coming to say, no, I want to take her. Obviously, he means to say, Loi Chafatzti Lekachta, I don't want to take her. And who are then when she comes to say that he does not want to take me? Mashenken in the sugi over there, in Masech the Sukkah, where the person is just saying Baruch Haba, and then he stops and he says B'Shem Hashem, maybe he means to say it that way. And therefore, Rav over there holds that it indeed is an issue. Gemara further tells us, Amar Rava, Achla Tuma Veraksa, if the Yavama went ahead and ate some garlic and spat it out, Achla Gargishta Veraksa, she went ahead and she chewed on some clay and she spit it out, that is not considered a valid rikika. My time, why not? The We need to have that the yurika, her spittle, comes from herself, not from something foreign that she placed in her mouth, and then she spat it out. Now it's very interesting, the Shiltaki Byron points out that the rush says the riff does not bring the words of Rava. This halacha of Rava. That if she spits out garlic, it's no good. If she chews on clay and she spits it out, it's no good. The riff himself is mashmit the salacha. It does not bring down the salacha. Zot the shildagi bayram, perhaps the pshat in the riff is, he holds that we say a svar of yasha right. The same way we had said in the Gemara previously, that when she spits blood, it's good because yasha right. There is definitely particles of spittle that are there as well. 
So therefore, Huadin, when she spits out something that she was chewing or eating, there's definitely halakim, partial parts, particles made out of spittle, and therefore there is no issue. However, he ends off, The meaning, however, is that the Yavama fasts and she does not eat anything in order that she be no issue. What should come out is totally just spittle itself. However, the Shilag Yubayim says, interesting, it's a Tzarech Iyam, because the riff, the gerst that we have in the riff, is gerst, the words of Rava. Amos says, the riff that we have has it in parentheses, for this very reason, Luchaira. Because it would seem that it's a question over here whether we have this gerst or not. The, the Rush clearly did not have this gerst in the riff, but what we have in front of us seems to, yes, have the gerst in the riff, from Achlat. That is not considered a rikika b'cha. The Gemara tells us further, The Dayanim have to see the spittle as it exits the mouth of the Yavama, the Chsivla, to the eyes of the Zekainim, the Yarka, and she will spit. Now there's a big machaikis we over here whether this halacha is Dafka the Bezin has to see the spittle, or does the Yavim as well need to see the spittle as it comes out of the mouth of the Yavama? The ones who hold Dafka Bezin, they say, well, it's Medayik, in the Lashin of the Gemara, the Ritva brings down, it says, Bezin needs to see the spittle, Tuiche Dayan, Lamachsi Ruka, Kinafak, Mimpumi, the Yavam, the Silva, Eni has a Kainim, the it has to be to the eyes of his Kainim. However, there are others who argue, other Rishonim say that no, Zlav Dafka, who I did the Yavim as well, must see the spittle as it exits the mouth of the Yavama. And according to this Shita, they say that's the Pshawe, it says, Echeletis Menasuma Chalitzasek Sher, which is Mashma Lashem B'Diavid, because Luchatzchila, the Din is that the Yavim has to be able to see the spittle as well. Now the Karanaira asks that the Rambam Paskin said this whole Din is that the Yavim need to see the spittle is only l'chatchila. However, if they did not see her spit, it is still kosher, and it's not necessary for her to spit another time. Ask the Karen Ayra, but it's mashma in the beginning of the parish, that it's a, it's a real drasha. That le'ene has a kenim to tell us that the dayanim need to see the spittle. So even if you'll tell me the chalitza is not possible if they don't see it, but why shouldn't they l'chatchila and make her spit another time? And so he brings down the Kasha Vishem the Karman Eida, who asked this very question. Karen Ur wants to answer that really the Ikr possible Eneazakanim is going back on the Khotsanali. And the Dayanim have to go ahead and see the Yavama remove the shoe. And this Darava Darshan Strichi Dayanilamaksi Ruka Kinafagmi Pume the Yavam the Sivla Eneazakanim Vyarka is really just an asmachta ba'alma, because the vada the ikr pasig is not going on seeing the spittle, but rather the ikr pasig is going on and seeing the actual removal of the shoe. The parak ends off with the brisa Tanya Amr Yehuda Pamachas Yinu Yoshim Lufnei Rabbi Tarfin. One time we were sitting in front of Rabbi Tarfin Ubas Yivam Alachleitz. The Amar Lanu he told us Anu Kolchem All of you answer Chalitz Hanal Chalitz Hanal Chalitz Hanal. What is the meaning of why this is repeated three times? Chalitz Hanal, Chalitz Hanal, Chalitz Hanal. In the Pirish Beis Yosef, in the Seder Chalitza, in Simon Pebez, he explains the reason is because there are three things we are saying. Number one, we are saying that the Yavim removes his shoe like an Avel, like someone who is an Avelis. Number two, we say he's removing his shoe like someone who is put in Nidoi, who is put in Cherem. 
And number three, he removes his shoe as a punishment for going against the mitzvah that was given in Harsinai, the mitzvah of Yibam. And corresponding to that, they all say, You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.